0: Welcome, welcome, this is the Simply King Podcast and this is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself and you have just tuned into the Simply King Podcast the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans and today is a special one because we are concluding concluding this very, very special special series that I've been able to do uh, for you all and I've really enjoyed doing it learning so much. I love R&B. I love music. I love the complexities of which music provides us a real true look into ourselves and the things we like, the things we don't like, the things we accept in various ways. <laughs> it's a lot more that we will accept in a song than we will in real life. Some, some things we will accept only in real life that we wouldn't put in a song. Such an interesting nuance that we live in, right? But if you are just tuning in for the first time to this, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, make sure that you like, rate, subscribe to all of the things. Make sure you, try, you see and listen and watch on YouTube all of the uh, various volumes of this particular series. I'm getting back to, you know, the regular degler getting off this series, but I just want to do some fun to bring into, you know, Gemini season, bring it into my birthday, all these different things. I wanted to keep it, you know, light, keep some, bring some levity, but trust me, I'm going to continuously bring more content that's around things that are topical, things that are, you know, timeless, so on and so forth. So if you're just getting here, get comfortable and make sure that you, uh, if you like what you hear to tell somebody else. Now for today, if you haven't Listen to all of the other episodes, the other parts of the series. I want you to understand something. And I didn't even try this, but that's the beauty of content creation. Because I got to keep it a bean. I didn't even intend on this. But I had a theme within a theme happening with this overall Now That's Dirty Macking series that I've done. And that is (laughs) the very first uh, volume, Volume 1, showed Dirty Macking within confidence and enveloped in confidence you feel me where it's like i'm macking on your girl i'm more than likely gonna take her and you can't really do nothing about it it is what it is it's already done the shoe is on the bag is packed she's out your house you feel me um but then you go to ll being like this extreme personification of dirty macking where he's literally Plotting on somebody's girl that he kind of knows a little bit to then, you know, essentially full blown letting be know I'm about to take your chick. Just it's already happening. It's going to happen. Just <laughs> let it happen, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Just being truly a proponent and a, a pioneer of the dirty macking subgenre within R&B hip hop. Then the third volume being Fem's doing it too. You feel me? The the classic Mary J. Blige song "I Can Love You" featuring Little Kim and Sids No from her uh, debut album was were two great examples of women do it too. Everybody out here dirty macking talking about the motherfucker on the other side of you and how they can you don't give a damn about them. They can fuck off because it's all about me and you, baby. It's all about me and you. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of me and you. I hope you've noticed my young Easter eggs within each one of these uh, (laughs) series. I've given you turtlenecks. And today I'm serving up Carl Thomas real, no better love, realness right now. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you, it's giving you like creamish off whiteness with a, you know, horizontal stripe. It's giving what it needs to give. You feel me? I'm giving you. Wish I never met her. You feel me? That's what I'm trying to embody right now. So if you want to see this, make sure you go to the YouTube and see exactly what the hell I'm talking about for everyone listening through their their earbuds on uh, whatever podcast streaming platform that you're listening on. But today, because I just addressed the last three volumes, what are we talking about today? Today is a certain type of Dirty Mac that also is still very too common. It's the Dirty Mac that has a lot of lorries on it. A lot of salt. I'm talking about it's so salty, it's burning your tongue. You understand? I really feel that uh, we have to highlight all ranges and variations within these things. And it's so interesting just opposing each one of them and realizing, oh, these are what make them similar. But this is what distinctively makes them different. And the two songs that I'm uh, deep diving and doing a lyrical breakdown with today are... Two classic hits by one is a group, one is a solo artist, both still heavy on the salt and heavy on the Macing. Because what makes it salty to me is because they really may not be successful in this. Both tracks have similarities where they already have some pre, you know, some 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 previous history with the person that they are, you know what I'm saying, essentially dirty doing the dirty Mac on, but you can tell that they have moved on. It's very distinguished, it very is well put and explicit that they have moved on, they are past the the person who's singing their fucking heart out. And they are, you know, really just pining out for love even though they made a mistake and these people have, they literally messed up to the degree of them wanting to be with someone else. But it's some shaky ground even still. We are gonna break these things down. Let's start out with, he can't love you by jagged edge. Jagged Edge, the true, true roughnecks <laughs> of RB. Uh, I think I learned that through the, you know, unsung, which I implore you to go check out if you can. Shout out to TV1 and them. But He Can't Love You, uh, was a track released in 1999 at the top at the end of the decade. Um, it actually peaked at number 15 on the Hot 100 charts. Jagged Edge did numbers, y'all. Numbers. Um, produced by uh, produced by Brian Michael Cox. Shout out to CAU alum. And uh, it was on their J, uh, Jagged Edge Heartbreak album, which was their second album. My overview of the overall song is pretty much very heavy on the salt. And like I said, they already have some type of historical, you know, history with each other. But it, obviously he has fucked up. Which makes it a lot easier for somebody to be like, yeah, I deserve better. I'm gonna move the fuck on and move on. I guess relatively quick, depending on the person. Um, but I really, su- truly feel like this macking that he that they are doing in this particular song is really gonna be unsuccessful. It's just there's still some lines of communication happening, and I'm really trying my best to get to you. I'm trying my best to get. It's through to you. <laughs> but um let's get into it. Let's start out with the intro in the first verse. All right? That's how you know he's about to bullshit? He's letting the beat build.
1: As the clock strikes twelve, I'm sitting here wondering how the hell did I let you leave?
0: Okay. Now, ain't nothing better than being up all night. <laughs> Being up all night just thinking about your ass. You know what I'm saying? And you running back in your mind and reflecting. And when you're alone and you're reflecting, and realizing what you did wrong, realizing what you you know could have did differently. Trust me, we all, even myself, are victims to this particular behavior. Especially when you've done something that you know you got to make amends with. But for this, it's hilarious. Because it's like, it feels like in this position, it was one where it's like, all right. fuck you, fuck you. Go ahead, go on then. <laughs> but you didn't mean it. People don't be meaning these things. But let's let's continue. Now, did my share is a very particular choice of words. Yet again, I think that it's um. It's giving, we both did some fucked up shit to each other. You know what I'm saying? You made me mad sometimes, too. (laughs) But who is the one that's trying to get the other back? Hmm. Hmm. Does that mean that they've done more, done less? What does that mean? Who knows? But it's funny that he, you, they used that my share, did my share of things to to deceive you. Oof. Continue.
1: Understanding of what you do.
0: Now, I believe that, you know, Jagged Edge seems like a very interestingly uh interesting group. And within this particular song, and I also believe, you know, I think a lot of people are really realizing how mm, Toxic <laughs> these gentlemen could possibly be from a standpoint of it being just thinking about, you know, let's get married and how it's just like, you know, we ain't doing shit. I done done all the bullshit. I'm, I'm good on my things in the streets. Let's go ahead. And just get this shit out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Will you marry me? Damn type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So they already have a history of kind of, you know, toxicity to a certain degree. But in this, it's hilarious because it's like he's already pulling the like, look, I don't know if I'm gonna be OK he borderline ready to like pull the I'm gonna I'm a hurt myself if you don't do something <laughs> if you don't come back to me is <laughs> what it's giving which is very toxic you know what I'm saying we can't manipulate people in that way but I digress let's get into the chorus Now, I really want y'all to understand something. The chorus is so funny to me because it's it's giving, you know, it's definitely reminiscent of, you know, my previous episode uh, of, you know, I Can Love You Better, but I think it flips it because it, it, it starts out. It starts out by saying, by placing the blame on him because it feels, and obviously he's highlighting how this person has more ground. He, he's, he's Giving this kind of, you know, uh, shade to his position and to the status of this person, this new person in whoever this woman's life. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. It makes it so intriguing, you know, because it's it's a dirty mech where it's like, I don't even really got the leverage. But all I really can go with is the what I know I've already done. I know you've loved me a lot. I know that love don't go nowhere. We know this. You don't just stop loving a motherfucker overnight. So... Compare right now, that new, still growing and building love with some hard, strong, long time, little bit of bullshit, but also still a lot of good moments type of love. Which one you want? New and, you know, flimsy, strong and hard and wrong sometimes. Pick your poison. Pick your poi. Zun understand,
1: but let's get into verse two. Oh, love, I do what I gotta do just to keep you.
0: Now, yet again, I said this, I had a conversation about this yesterday about people people pulling the whole let's get married move or let's, you know, take this to a new level move when things are at their wits end. They're not really good right now, you know what I'm saying? Things aren't really up on the up and up. <laughs> but that, let me, let me just, because I know that's what you really want, right? You really want to just get married. We've been together for five years and I've been cheating on you and know, I've been doing bullshit. But like, fuck with me. Fuck with me. Come on. Why not? You know, let's just go ahead and get married. That's what you want. I, I want that, too, I think. I think. Let's continue.
1: Without-
0: what I say? He did it. He did the thing. I can't live without you. Now, you could take it literal, you could not take it literal, but I believe just really just throwing my best guess out there that they really are just letting me be known like, hey, look, I'm a hurting myself. And no, and I'm not doing this in jest or doing this in joking or joking about suicide and mental health in any way, shape or form. I am talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the issues being that people using that as a as a manipulative tactic to control people to sway emotions, to garner and force some sense of empathy so that you can get what you want in the end. Attention, whatever that may be. Um, A a chance, a a way to kind of get through, get past the moment, whatever that is. Who knows? Um, The next key lyric that I want to highlight within this comes within the bridge of the song. Um, Because majority of it's crazy damn near probably two minutes of this song is just a, a, a looping of he can't love you, he can't love you, he can't love you, he can't love you. Um, so they really made this song for somebody. Brandon and Brian <laughs> wrote this for somebody, some real person. Had to be. They want this shit to be known. Hey, <laughs> I love you. Shit. Come back to me, please. But let's get into this bridge. You, oh. Now, what they said was, and I know what you want. You want him, baby. Ain't no ifs and buts and maybes. I want you to understand something. That, that's hilarious. Hilarious. I want you to understand some. It's kind of this like, yet again, like, look, just ask yourself. Ain't no, ain't no, you don't need, it's truly flipping it it on on its head. You know what I'm saying? Putting it in her court. Like, look, I know you want me. Stop playing. Let's stop the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You really want him? It's a question. You really want him. It ain't no, no ifs. It ain't no buts, it ain't no maybes, meaning you need to give me a straight answer of yes or no, ain't no kind disorders, a little bit, but maybe ifs, uh blase blah, do you want him, do you want me, what's up, I know what it is, because I can feel it, keep it a bean with me, keep it real with me, I need to know, but let them wrap this up. Now. Ain't nothing ain't nothing more dirty Mac than just going ahead and wishing somebody unwell. <laughs> I wish you not the best time with whoever that you move on from me with. Please do not enjoy yourself, get paper cuts, have cold sores, catch something. Like it's the it's just that salty ass energy. Cause the mature thing to do is to be happy if you really love someone. You have to be able to let them go. If you really love them, you gotta, you know. Move past it, especially if they already have the very large justification to just really just leave this be and not really worry about this. But people be, um, you know, people be on bullshit. People be on bullshit. And um, I think it's so interesting how this song is one that I think is truly a, a, a cornerstone For people who have done wrong, done bad within their relationships and really don't know how to pick up the pieces, I believe, I truly believe that you're damn bad once you get to this point. Because, and one thing that I've learned throughout relationships is what you do after a relationship really will inform if this can even be a thing in the future, because then either time or situation or circumstance and perspective have to happen to get over what you did post relationship because some so many people can feel so many ways and take on so many different things and take certain things personal um and that's just kind of is what it is if you go through this breakup and you immediately you immediately kind of um Start just hoeing, you know what I'm saying? Getting out here, you know what I'm saying? And you you real reckless with it. Are you letting it be known. You posting about it. You being just messy, you know? It's, yes, you can think, why should I consider someone else who I'm not even with no more? Or you can also think, well, why, you know, do I really have to share so much of me with the world? It's each his own, though. You do what you do, you do what you feel. Um, but... That is Jagged Edge, He Can't Love You. One of the saltiest motherfucking Dirty Mac songs that I've heard in my days. But wanna go to the quintessential, the coup de grace. One of the probably strongest Dirty Mac songs within the 21st century. And it's by the artist of the decade according to Billboard, Aubrey Drake Graham. Shout out to the grand part of his name being from Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want to, you know, connect myself or bring claim to the talent that comes out of Tennessee. But we, we be cold. That's all I'm saying. We be dope as hell. That's all I'm saying. We be dope. That's all I'm saying. Um, but Marvin's Room came out in June of 2011. Shout out to June. Shout out to my birthday month. In um, the, the name of the song is titled. Marvin's Room because he actually recorded it in Marvin uh, Gaye's studios, which was called Marvin's Room. It actually uh, hit um, the high 100, peaked at the high 100 at number 21. And this is st- still fairly new, Drake, so those numbers weren't as surprising within context to me. Drake definitely came, hit the industry by storm, you know, really making his presence felt. Um, and this particular song was a uh, was a lead single, From the Take Care album, which is still probably one of his most um, critically, I will not say critically acclaimed, I would say most fan loved, you know, people's choice type of album. A lot of people, no one really ever says Take Care isn't good. And they may not rank it as number one within their kind of ranking of Drake's albums, but it's usually high on the charts. And the playability, the replay value, so many songs that were on that thing were good we had features from kendrick we had features from from the weekend it was a lot it was heavy on on in the streets it was great it was a great time 2011 was a great year um produced by his uh homeboy 40 and uh you hear the vocal uh offerings of erica lee on this voicemail message we all know the song we know what it is Overview really much pretty much as salty, as petty as hell. It's the personification of a drunk text, drunk call type of scenario. And I'll point out those key uh lyrics, but it's a pretty interesting song. He repeats the bridge uh multiple times, uh, right after the chorus, just kind of keep keeps these things right next to each other. It's um he has an interlude because he loves interlude. So we're gonna break this down. I'm not gonna try to stop too much, but I gotta. Not, you know, give you the key points that I feel like are worthy of pointing out. Okay? So, we're gonna start with the intro. Hello? Yeah, I a fun time. Yeah, I'm good. It's just so like, uh, to right now. And I go out. Uh, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna start a couple of clubs. I
1: never watch a band. Yeah. Why
0: Now, it's interesting. I love the use within kind of like the late 90s and early 2000s and still to this day, you know, because we had shit. Just the the, the use of technology incorporated within our real lives to utilize to tell the story, using a voicemail, using this... Phone, sounding voice, uh, filter, whatever that is, I love how that really brings you in. It really makes it real. It really makes it feel like this is a true, real story. You know what I'm saying? A dramatization, even um, a reenactment. But I really feel like this automatically set the tone, automatically let it be known. There's something more into this. It's ominous. Let's tap in, you know? But let's let it play.
1: Cups of rose. Bitches in my old phone. I should call one and go home. I've been in this club too long. Now,
0: not too much to say about that other than it's just hilarious.
1: <laughs> the woman that I would try is happy with a good guy. But I've been drinking so much that I'ma call her anyone anyway
0: I think it's interesting to just be just drunk as hell and just be filtering through your phone, thinking about what moves can be made, what things can ha- can happen tonight. What's still, what, what can you still win on? Because I think that's really what the whole situation is, feeling like you need a win, you're drunk, you're feeling sad, you're reminiscing, you're missing somebody you really can't have no more. But I think nine times out of ten, it, within just – so much of the quote-unquote dirty-macking things and the dirty-macking things within other songs, it's definitely this conversation amongst, you know, the person who's doing the dirty-macking to the person who's getting macked up on, and, you know, the fame in the person on the other side. But then usually when it comes to this, it's kind of like just the thoughts. You just kind of wrap it into your thoughts, like, no, I ain't going to do it. This will be fucked up or whatever, whatever, you know, but you still have all these things to say about somebody. But it's funny because he still just leans in all the way, and we're talking about does the worst thing that you could do, going out bad, feeling all type of ways in your feels for somebody that you really can't have access to anymore. But I think it's messy in which he the things that he points out within the chorus and the bridge. But let's get into it. Hey. Now, what's so hilarious about this course is just the fact that, you know, it's just so blatant, it's so explicit, it's straight to the point. But more than anything, it's just salty as hell because it's like, keeping in mind that this is a telephone call, keeping in mind this is a drunk call, uh... And just a pleading out of like, man, I know that nigga ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Who, it don't even matter who he is. He doesn't even point out anything about him. For real. Um, you just, it just doesn't matter. Whoever's on the other side of you ain't me. So fuck him. Fuck whoever that is. And the crazy part about it, this works for some people. It's so many folks who have gotten apprehended within uh, out of their relationship Due to some dirty mac and that was occurring on the other side of them, um, so it's it's we can't you know really knock it because it works for a lot of people, you know it works for a lot of situations it does, and in the end of the day you can sit there and judge it all day, but also it ends up being a situation of where can you blame the person for following quote unquote their hearts, and I do I do think that it, you know it is a toxic thing to point out, but also a very real thing to point out. Of if we ain't good, if we ain't on good terms, if you don't want to let me in, you didn't have to answer that call. You could have forwarded the call. You could have shot me a text and been like, nah, you know, not right now or whatever the situation is. But the fact that you picked up knows somebody's not around because they you could not just tell them that you're talking to me. This would not be good. This would not be a thing, which is why some people you got to open your minds, open your hearts up to those things to see how they can play out. Because if you try to push down on them hard Then it's a chance that it might Really end up not being a situation That you really fuck with, you know But Let's get into uh The bridge I'm just saying You could do better
1: Tell me Have you heard that lately I'm just saying
0: Mm-mm-mm. understand something because he really doesn't. It's, it's kind of like without saying, saying that I'm better than somebody else without saying it is a great way to kind of just, you know, slide it on in there to sow the seed of comparison. Think about it. Is he better than me in so many ways, whatever ways, whatever ways you deem to be, quote, unquote, valuable? Nine times out of ten, he's better in probably the one way that made her fuck with him. That may show some difference in the behavior on the other side. But nevertheless, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what Drake is on. Focus on the feeling. Who make you feel good? What comes with me that comes with me having a consistent feeling with the kid? Fuck with me. What's good? What's up? You understand? But it's funny. It's hilarious. And I think um, these the chorus and the bridge are really the key lyrics within this entire song. Everything else is just really just amplified kind of the it's the it, that's the thesis. Chorus, the chorus and the bridge is truly the thesis of this whole damn thing. Really sells at home on the saltiness, on the brashness, on the dirty mackiness of all of this but i i i, I digress let's get into verse
1: uh, two uh, cups of
0: the now he said cups of the rose cups of the exo my nigga is drunk drunk
1: <laughs> all my people been here i see all of them she don't have the time to kick it no more flights in the morning what you doing that's so important i've been drinking so much that i'm gonna call you anyway and say
0: now i feel like he's breaking down you know and just continuously speaking to all the things that are reminding him of them friends that we know you being busy you him watching you and observing you from afar all these things that add to the hysteria that goes on in your mind when you really want somebody you can't have or feel like you can't have which is what to me leads to this being very unsuccessful i think that this is truly an example of that phase right post post breakup where you know it's still you still have some access yet again um, his access may be in a still a pretty reasonable spot in a reasonable space, but it's diminishing. He can't call. He doesn't call or she doesn't call or whatever the situation may be. It's not right for him to try to continuously communicate. Is the situation. But. To each his own. Um, obviously, the chorus comes back after that. And then we get into verse three.
1: I think I'm addicted to naked pictures And sitting, talking about bitches that we almost had I don't think I'm conscious of making monsters Out of the women I sponsor
0: Now <laughs> Now this is one where I feel like It's this uh Almost kind of like Speaking to all the things I've done That you might disprove of Just so we can get this shit out of here So we can get past this so you So we can get back to us You know, loving each other again You feel me? Look I done a lot of shit out here, but come on now. Fuck with me still. Fuck with me still. I've been sponsoring my fuckers, I've been fucking up, I've been doing all types of shit. <laughs> but hmm.
1: till it all goes bad, but shit is all good. We threw a party, yeah, we threw a party. Bitches came over, yeah, we threw a party. I was just calling cause they were just leaving. Talk to me, please, don't have much to believe in. I need you.
0: Now, <laughs> Just oversharing. I feel like oversharing makes it, makes you, puts you in a position of like, look, I'm so open and free and I'm drunk. Love me still. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what it is. And also because you're broken up, it's not like you're quote unquote in the wrong for doing what you're doing. But yet again, it still kind of exemplifies where you at. How are you? What's going on? What's happening? You're wilding right now. But yeah
1: right now are you down to listen to me Too many drinks have been given to me I got some women that's living me Pay for their flights and hotels I'm
0: now I think that's just you know yet again more oversharing it's like please hear me out just hear me and continuously the drunk explain his current lifestyle his current life how it's been for the past you know, times since we haven't been together, and maybe I'm I'm thinking it's months have been passed, whatever the situation may be. But it's hilarious.
1: That you know them, I won't say no
0: now that's messy as hell. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you really can't be mad at me about that, cause you might, cause these some of your friends or some people who you probably would feel a way about me fucking with or them fucking with me. So, is it really bad what I did? Mm. Is it?
1: After a while, girl, they all seem the same. Mm. I've had sex four times this week,
0: I'll explain. Mm. A hard time to f- empathy. He's calling out and asking for empathy. Like, look, I ain't never been here before. This shit new to me. Come on now. Don't do this. Fuck with me. Yes, I just had a lot of sex this week. Don't even remember none of their names. Don't even remember who they are. They it was all a blur. Fuck with me. Love me still. I'm better than your new dude.
1: Name,
0: now, to me, I truly feel that it's funny because it's this, you know, he explains all these things. He's oversharing, he's asking for empathy, and then now he's acknowledging the moment. He's being present within the moment of Hey. I'm so glad you picked up. I'm just glad we here. I'm just glad you don't let you don't hurt me out as much, as you don't hurt me out because it's it's giving me way it's making me feel better. Cuz you didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. And I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's hilarious because he said so much and it's like what do you expect for someone to want to do after that? But the heart is a trip. It could be anything. The heart is a trip. We can have a situation where we are what well, she considers so much within it. And it's a given. It's it's been it's happened time and time again. We've seen it. People have made rudding songs about it too. Hell, we know that it exists. We know that it's a thing. You know? But nevertheless, let's tap into this interlude. Cause Drake loves a fucking interlude in the song, don't he? Or just love an interlude in general. You're not gonna come. Now, you're not going to come? I guess I just... So now it just falls off. The conversation falls off. And it's kind of like, hmm. Obviously, he called her for multiple reasons. Not just to express all these things, but to express all these things, get all these things out of the way. And hopefully this is this becomes some situation of like, all right, can I come over now? Can we... Can you console me now? Can you help take care of me while I'm drunk and for us to just be us again, you know? That type of shit. Eh, funny.
1: Store while I hold your heart back. Her wife friend said, You niggas crazy. I hope no one heard that.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope no one heard that. Cause if they did, we gonna be in some trouble. Yeah. If they did, gonna trouble.
0: Trouble. trouble. Uh-huh. 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 Now, uh, I feel like that's an example of a story because he flipped he flipped the situation of, you know what I'm saying, it sounded like they were in a club or some type of public place where she was, you know, intoxicated. So I feel like possibly he presented that as like a situation of like, should I done this for you before I do this for me? You know what I'm saying? While I'm d- drunk, you know, I'm off my shit. You understand? Help me take care of me. Literally, take care of me. Um, it's a, it's it's an interesting thing to overall conclude this series of now that's dirty, Mackin. I want y'all to understand something. One thing that I learned in twenty twenty is that negativity is not something that is quintessentially bad. Let me explain that. There are things that can be classified as positive and negative, dark and light, but these are the balances of the world. With too much light, it does not benefit us because we won't even know and can't appreciate and take for granted all of the abundance of light and sight that we get from that light. The darkness is what truly defines the light in so many ways. Knowing that we could be up, we have to understand what down even is. For the concept to even have weight, to have something to reach for, for something to maintain, all those things. So I believe that dirty macking is the darkness, is the negative, is all these things. But as I've said just a few minutes ago, it's so many situations that have literally began in this particular way. And And, you know, sometimes karma comes back. Sometimes it's exactly what you needed. Sometimes it's... It's very uh, well-crafted that it's, you know, really not that bad. You know, you think about situations in movies where, you know, people have, quote-unquote, macked on somebody's girl and, gotten, and it ultimately ended up with them, but it's still a good situation because they didn't go about it defaming the other person. They were really just pushing up on somebody and allowing her to make a choice. Um, I think that that's nothing wrong with that. Dirty macking is pretty much the most extreme and kind of negative, quote-unquote, negative version of that by... Speaking to who the other person is, just letting it be known like, hey, just compare the two and you'll see what's up. Make the decision yourself. But you know where the good is. (laughs) We love this shit. And I think we can't be hypocritical about the things that we like. We have to accept that we can like negativity. We can like positivity. We can like all those things all at once. We don't have to be these, you know, I only want to hear about love. I only want to hear because that's not truly reality. When it comes to love, there are ups and downs, hills and valleys. And I believe that Dirty Mackin is a very, very special aspect to that. I hope that you enjoyed all four parts of this series. Um, I hope that you continuously uh, keep listening to the Simply King podcast. This has been my, you know, intro for real, for real. on a consistent basis uh, to YouTube, and I plan on cleaning things up, presenting new content. Trust me, you will see me on a weekly basis. I will be a part of your weekly watching of contents. You feel me? Something that you can really get some good, good sense of entertainment from, get some good sense of education and perspective, possibly, and also meet some of the cool people that I've spoken to over the years as well as uh we'll speak to um, in the recent few fu- in the near future. Um but I have enjoyed this. I want you all to like, rate, subscribe, make sure that you subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube as well. I appreciate everyone who's already subscribed and the numbers are definitely going up. I see them. I appreciate it. Um I, I'm figuring things out. Trust me. All these things are new to me but nevertheless we will be continuously continuously creating some cool shit for you cool collaborations bringing on guests you seeing their faces me seeing their faces it's gonna be fly it's gonna be dope all right um if you don't know you can follow me everywhere at kings underscore memoirs you can follow the the pod at the simply king pod um Make sure that you, like I said, like, rate, and subscribe. And make sure that you share. This is family size content. I need you to be sharing this with everybody. Let everybody get a piece. You feel me? Um, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast and Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry. This has been Now That's Dirty Mac in Volume 4, <laughs> The Salty Edition. <laughs> um, and this is Simply King. Peace.